Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So just how big is the George Soros circle of influence? Uh, pretty big. Pretty huge. Why am I talking about George Soros again? Because George Soros is back in the news if you uh, open up your uh, browser this morning and read Bongino Report, the Dan Bongino conservative alternative to Drudge Report. You'll see there were a couple stories about George Soros again. I'm going to link Soros and the the breaking news about Soros as it relates to exploding crime in this country and the Facebook decision. Soros is involved involved in a whole lot of stuff. And I want to talk about another bizarre connection with Soros I've been talking about all week. And again, how it's related to the Giuliani thing. I got that and I've got a revolt, a revolt brewing amongst parents. Two videos must see. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity today. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Don't wait. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Uh, let's get right to it. As I said, the George Soros circle of influence is one of the most important stories that the mainstream media will not tell you. And, and it's, by the way, it's verboten here. The mainstream media will tell you, you're not allowed to talk about George Soros, to which I promptly give them the double-barreled middle finger because I don't care what you tell me to do. Matter of fact, when you tell me not to do it, I just do it more solely to piss you off sometimes. All right, today's show brought to you by Vincero. There it is. There it is. One of my favorite sponsors. Gee's rocking his. Joe's rocking his. We all wear Vincero on this show. Why? Because we know how important it is to look and feel your best, especially in the summer months. We're all going to get out. We want to look good. Even if you got a Zoom call, you still want to look good. They're going to see your arms eventually. Rock the Vincero watch on the arm. They're perfect solutions for everyday style needs. In the office, on a date, anywhere in between. Vincero makes it so you don't have to choose between function, looks, or price. Head on over to VinceroCollective.com slash Bongino. I'll spell that for you in a minute. Check out my favorite picks and take advantage of my special discount while you shop. Vincero is loved by some of your favorite entrepreneurs, athletes, and podcast hosts like moi. Vincero understands the frustrations of online shopping. They make it easy for you. Then now we're offering a five-year warranty and an incredible 365-day return policy. You know why? Because they don't need it because they're beautiful watches. Stress-free shopping with, best, with the best prices around. I'm telling you right now, it's a timepiece you'll use. It's a piece that will last. Vincero has the perfect blend of a classic look like mine here. The altitude with the brown leather band and the blue face, classic. Men's Journal recently called Vincero's watches beautiful, bold, and classic designs and the real deal. The deal's this deal's too good to pass up. Go to Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com slash Bongino. Use my discount code Bongino and it'll be auto-applied at checkout. Do not pay full price on these beautiful watches. Seriously, guys, go to support my show by buying one of these awesome watches. Don't forget to check out their sunglasses as well. Go to my link, VinceroCollective.com slash Bongino, and check out this awesome brand. All right, Joe, let's go. <laughs> Sorry. You think yes. the joke would get old at some point. It just it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. No, there's no yes. No, it's always good. All right. So just 
Take a look here. Just how big is the George Soros circle of influence? Let's take a look at these stories. Now, BonginoReport.com is my conservative alternative to the Drudge Report, which has gone far left. But I don't aggregate all the stories. I have an editor who does it. So when I wake up and I go to BonginoReport.com, I check out the stories. And I was going to do a segment this morning on the George Soros circle of influence and how that relates to the Giuliani thing. And by chance, not kidding, I'm not messing with you. These stories were sitting there, too, showing you what an influence this man has had on politics in the United United States and around the world. Here's a, just the news story you can find at BonginoReport.com or at my newsletter at Bongino.com slash newsletter. It's a lot of Bonginos there. Just the news. Investigation finds massive wrongdoing by a prosecutor in the case of the ex-Missouri governor. So remember Kim Gardner? Well, she is a George Soros-funded prosecutor. She went after the former Republican governor, Eric Greitens, um, in Missouri And now she's being accused of massive misconduct. She's also the one who targeted the McCloskey family. Remember the guy who came out of his house with uh, a rifle to defend himself when he was under attack by some Black Lives Matter terrorists? Remember that? Well, those prosecutors, her, Kim Gardner and others, are largely being funded by George Soros. Why would George Soros, a billionaire with global influence, be so interested in local prosecutors' races? Very simply because George Soros clearly wants people in office like Kim Gardner and the uh, Chicago, uh, what is it? The Chicago AG. Uh, what, what I forget what they're called. They're called uh, the city state's prosecutor, whatever her title is there. He wants people in office who aren't going to prosecute crime because liberals love street chaos. Very simple. Here's the second Soros story. Again, I, 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 this is totally independent of the Soros segment I was going to do today. I'm just trying to emphasize to you the influence this one man has had on politics in the United States and how destructive one person can be. Here's another Washington Examiner story by Tori Richards. Again, tied to George. Georgie S is back. Facebook oversight board that upheld the Trump ban, mostly tied to George Soros. What are the chances of that? Here's a screenshot from the piece. So 15 of apparently the 20 members of the Facebook oversight board that banned Trump again yesterday from from, uh, Facebook 15 of the 20 members have either worked for or are in jobs funded by the Soros' Foundation. <laughs> it's just hilarious. They include Afia Asanto. As- As- I'm sorry, I'm going to say her name wrong. I'm not doing it intentionally. She's a program manager for Soros' Open Society Foundation. Don't worry. She's on the Facebook oversight board, too. Suzanne Nossel, CEO of PEN America, also partly funded by the Open Society. Nasso also served on a Soros board. So 15 of the 20 members of Facebook's oversight board. That sounds very star chambery right there. 15 of the 20 members are connected to Soros too. It's really amazing how this guy Soros has his tentacles and everything. Now, why does this matter? Because the left right now, and by, by the left, I don't just mean this amorphous group. I mean, a very specific set of people, radical leftist activists, politicians, academics, media types, mainstream uh, liberal media types, Hollywood people, and their elected politicians. This group of people has a very specific goal right now. They are desperate. This is not a conspiracy theory, folks. Contrary to the left's not, it's a conspiracy theory. They say that every single time we're onto something. They are desperately trying to hide the George Soros influence, not just in the stuff we're talking about there, but in this targeting of Rudy Giuliani. I know we've been talking about it for a few days, but and I'll get to Arizona and other stuff, too. But this is one of the most important stories of our time. If we if this is allowed to continue. 
and the Sor- Soros stuff and his role in the 2016 election gets buried. Forget it. It's all over. They must hide the Soros circle. And there's a two-prong attack to do it, to hide Soros' influence in the 2016 election and the influence now. Number one, they got to silence Giuliani because Giuliani knows the whole story. And I would almost argue more importantly, their two-prong attack, they have to silence Giuliani and John Solomon, an investigative reporter. I'm getting to the point, I think in today's show, you'll understand why, where I think the reason they're targeting Giuliani isn't even so much about Giuliani, but it's about John Solomon, who Giuliani, they're alleging, worked with uh, to get some of these stories out. I'm serious. And it'll, it'll make sense why in a minute. So this is how they hide the Soros leaks, uh, the Soros connections. Number one, silence Giuliani and Solomon. Number two, just scream Russia again. Dan, come on. The stuff with Russia has already been debunked. They're not bringing that back up again. Ha! Here's exhibit A in the scream Russia part two with a two prong attack to hide the Soros circle. Here's Philip Bump, one of the dumbest human beings in media. Really? I mean it. I don't mean that as a, like really not an intelligent man at all. Uh, at the Washington Post, time is only weak in the argument that the Russia probe was a victory for Trump. <laughs> Philip Bump on a log, May 5th, 2021. This is not an intelligent man at all. Um, he's clearly a tool for the left. So you have to scream Russia if you don't want what Giuliani and Solomon know getting out, right? Scream Russia again and get the media distracted. Philip Bump is one of these media people that all you have to say, look, squirrel. And they're like, what? 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 like dogs. They run. So that's what Philip Bump does. So, of course, this piece magically appears suggesting, hey, that Trump uh, Russia thing that's been debunked six different ways from Sunday. It's definitely back. And this time it's really real. What does he bring up? <laughs> In this Washington Post, it's hilarious. These are not fake laughs for effect. I really find this funny. He needs to. So in this piece, you think he has new evidence? Wait, wait, wait. We thought the Trump colluded with, with Russia. We, that was debunked, right? That was just a fairy tale. Mueller said so. So Philip Bump writes his piece. You're expecting to see some new information, right? You would think, right? Common sense, right? You would think you'd see there's some new source out there. Trump's fingerprints are on a Russian bottle of vodka in a room with pee-pee hookers or whatever it may be. No, no, none of it. Philip Bump litigates the same old fairy tales we heard in the past because they need to reintroduce the Russia stuff to stop Giuliani and Solomon from talking. And what better to do it than a toolbox like Philip Bump? So here's screenshot number one from his piece. Here we go with the Constantine Kalimnik stuff again. I can't believe this. This will tie in later in the show too. Remember the name Constantine Kalimnik. So here's Philip Bump trying to say the Russia hoax is real again. He says, for example, in early February 2019, a member of Mueller's team argued to a federal judge that an August 2016 meeting between Paul Manafort, then Trump's campaign manager, and a man named Konstantin Kalimnik, here we go again, went, quote, very much to the heart of what the special counsel's office is investigating. That is the question of possible coordination. In the final Mueller report, though, the investigators admitted that they couldn't answer key questions about that meeting. Here we go again. Philip Bump relitigating the this guy, Paul Manafort, met with this Russian agent, Konstantin Kalimnik. Meanwhile, he admits at the end that they really can't find anything nefarious about it. 
at all. But I'll just say it again because I'm Philip Bump and I can't think for myself. So there's a, he relitigates Kalimnik. I'll get to that in a second. And he brings up what we talked about yesterday. Uh, if you want to watch yesterday's show, you can. I'm not going to go into this again. He brings up this stupid argument again about the Office of Legal Counsel and how Bob Mueller allegedly would have prosecuted Trump for obstruction of justice, but didn't because of this memo. It, it's total garbage. You can see it here at the Washington Post. Bump says, this week, we saw another development that spoke to the way Bill Barr gave Trump a pass. And he talks about the FOIA and the OLC stuff. I talked about it yesterday. I'm not going to go into it again. It's already been debunked. The reason they didn't prosecute Trump for obstruction of justice, Mueller, folks, is because they didn't have any evidence. Mueller's already admitted to that. I played the tapes yesterday. Nothing to do with the OLC memo. Just listen to the tape. Bump's not smart enough to figure that out. So just quickly regarding, again, their second prong of how they hide this stuff, the scream Russia stuff again. That's why this stuff's coming out again here for the umpteenth thousandth time. Let's go back to prong one. They have to silence Giuliani and Solomon first. And what did I say to you? I think Solomon may be the bigger target. Why? Because Solomon knows the Constantine Kalimnik thing is total garbage. Here's an article by John Solomon. Crazy. Key figure that Mueller report linked to Russia was a State Department intel source. <laughs> so just to be clear again, Philip Bump's assertion that, hey, Paul Manafort met with this Russian agent, Konstantin Kalimnik. You mean the same Russian agent who was a source for the Obama State Department? Whoa, you better do a cleansing at the Obama State Department. And who uncovered this? John Solomon. Read this right here from the piece. In a key finding of the Mueller report, Ukrainian businessman Konstantin Kalimnik who worked for Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort, is tied to Russian intelligence. But hundreds of pages of government documents which special counsel Robert Mueller possessed since 2018 described Kalimnik as, quote, a sensitive intelligence source for the U.S. State Department who informed on Ukrainian and Russian matters. So just to be clear, because Philip Bump is not that bright, if Konstantin Kalimnik is a dangerous Russian spy, then why was he a source for Barack Obama and Joe Biden's State Department? I'm just asking questions here. Just asking questions. Because I told you, they're trying to hide the George Soros circle and his influence circle, and you got to do two things. Silence John Solomon and Giuliani and scream Russia. <laughs> here we go again. Washington Examiner. Here we're back with the rush. Scream Russia again. Again, story be in my show notes, newsletter, check it out. Alleged second steel dossier on Trump emerges in British media as John Durham closes in. Dan Chaitlin, deputy news editor, Washington Examiner, May 5th, 2021. Folks, I'm, I'm really serious. For a moment here, please. I know some of you love the Spygate stuff. Some of you like the new stuff. I'm going to get to more of that later. That's fine. I, I'm trying to keep everybody happy, but I cannot in strong enough terms, emphasize to you how important it is that you understand what's going on right now. That Philip Bump at the Washington Post, the New York Times, and at a second dossier are surfacing right now is not a coincidence. I promise you on my reputation, on my right arm, I will mail it to you in the mail. Saw it off with a chainsaw if I'm, if I'm wrong on this. The Russia stuff is resurfacing now. Trump's out of office. No one's heard about it for a year. The media wanted it to go away after they found that it was all a hoax. It's coming back now. And Giuliani's being targeted now because the information Giuliani had, Durham probably has. I don't know what he's going to do with it. 
But Giuliani and Solomon were putting the whole thing together and it was about to get really ugly for them. And that's why this stuff is all coming out again now. Now, they have to, remember prong one, they have to silence Giuliani and John Solomon. So what better way to do it than to investigate them and serve search warrants? That'll work great. Now, how is this connected to Soros? The show is called the George Soros Circle, not the John Solomon Circle. I'm going to walk this through here. Give me about 15 minutes to walk through this. I promise this is going to leave you scratching your head like, how isn't this the biggest story right now in the media? Let me just get to my second sponsor. I know it's quick. I always appreciate your patience to get to uh, number two, but these are good companies. want to talk to you. And uh, I want some time to go through this here. Today's show brought to you by Simply Safe. It's an award-winning home security system. It's all around my house. So you know it's engineered with the latest and best technology to keep your family safe. But what's, uh, what sets Simply Safe apart is its people. They have highly trained security experts who are always there for you when you need them most. They're people who really care about keeping you safe. When an alarm goes off, a person who cares is there with a phone call to make sure you are okay. I have the system in my house. Works lickety split every time. When an emergency happens, a person who cares is there for you by getting a fire or police responder to your front door right away. Even if you're just having a problem setting up your system, a person who cares is there for you with a friendly chat and a quick resolution. The bottom line is this. When you need the most, Simply Safe is there 24-7 with people who care and experts trained not only to keep you safe, but to make you feel safe. It's one of the many reasons U.S. News called Simply Safe the best home security of 2021. We have it here. And you know my background at security. I don't mess around. To learn more about how Simply Safe can protect you and your family, visit simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino today to customize your system and get a free security camera. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. That's simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. That's simply with an I, S-I-M-P-L-I, simplysafe.com slash Dan Bongino. All right, thanks, Simply Safe. Again, folks, I always appreciate your patience. Thank you very much. They keep the show free. They're good sponsors. Okay, how is this all connected to Soros? The fact that they want to silence Rudy and John Solomon from talking about it and keeping the George Soros links all quiet, always. Well, let's go back yesterday with a segment from uh, my book, Follow the Money. Thank you all who picked it. I told you the first chapter of the book explains all this, and it's footnoted. Many of you went to buy it yesterday. I think we hit um, something like... Uh, 1,000, 2,000 copies sold yesterday, which is insane considering the book's been out forever. But yeah, my book, Follow the Money, covers all of this stuff. Here's a little excerpt. So there's a group in Ukraine where Rudy Giuliani and John Solomon had shown an interest in some of the corruption the Obama administration and Biden administration had in Ukraine. There's a group in Ukraine, this group ANTAC, which I've been mentioning now for three days, keep this in a tattoo, this on your brain, which was run by a woman named Daria Kalania. This group, ANTAC, was funded by George Soros's groups, right? So here's an excerpt from my book where I get into this. It says, it says ANTAC is run by Daria Kalania, an American-educated lawyer. She has been, as, uh, as you might expect, an outspoken defender of her organization. She talks about all the funding here. You can see this. I read this yesterday. And it talks about how the big funders for ANTAC, this group, ANT-AC, are the U.S. government. <laughs> there it is right there, number one. And George Soros's organizations. They fund this group in Ukraine. This group in Ukraine, Antec, run by Daria Kalaniuk, was on this do not prosecute list. The U.S. Embassy did not want them looking in the Ukrainian authorities into this group, Antec. Why we were injecting ourselves into a Ukrainian local law enforcement matter? Maybe because it was a George Soros-funded group and the Obama administration didn't want the Ukrainians looking into that? Who knows? 
weird, right? So now we know who Daria Kalaniuk is. We know how she's connected to Soros. She runs this group, Ant AC. Ant AC is funded by Soros. You guys and ladies remember the Black Ledger out of Ukraine? Ant AC, remember, operated in Ukraine. Oh, get a load of this. The Black Ledger. Let me give you a little background. I'm going to get this New York Times story. <laughs> I promise this will all make sense. The Black Ledger was this shady looking spreadsheet that appeared seemingly out of nowhere was given to the FBI and the black ledger showed alleged payments to Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager that were cash payments off the record. It was like an off the books kind of transaction. This wound up making its way, this black ledger into the FBI's hands and it was used by the FBI to investigate Paul Manafort. There was a big problem with the black ledger. However, before we get to the problem, and, and by the way, who uncovered the problem with the Black Ledger? You, who do you think uncovered the problem with the Black Ledger? Who do you think? Who do Because they're targeting him. Right? Oh, John Solomon. Yes. Weird, right? How now John Solomon's a target? Crazy. Let's go to the New York Times for a little background on the Black Ledger that was used to prosecute Paul Manafort. Here's an article by Andrew Kramer, Mike McIntyre, and Barry Mayer. New York Times from 2016. Secret ledger in Ukraine lists cash for Donald Trump's campaign chief. Oh, my gosh. Donald Trump's campaign. This is crazy pills time. Donald Trump's campaign chief was being paid in cash by the Ukrainians. This is really, really bad stuff. That sounds bad, doesn't it? Let's go to screenshot number one. So who produced the black ledger? Where did this come from? Black ledger given to the FBI showing these suspicious, surreptitious payments to Trump's campaign manager in cash from Ukraine? Who produced it? Keep in mind, folks, it's from the New York Times for the leftist ready to scream. It's a conspiracy theory. I'll tell it to the New York Times. So here's who produced the back ledger. Quote, the accounting records, we're talking about the ledger, surfaced this year when Sergei Leshenko, remember that name, a member of parliament who said he had received a partial copy from a source he did not identify, published line items covering six months of outlays in 2012, totaling $66 million. In an interview, Mr. Leshenko said another source had provided the entire multi-year black ledger to Victor Trepak, a former deputy director of the Domestic Intelligence Agency of Ukraine, the SBU, who passed it on to the National Anti-Corruption Bureau. How's this connected to Soros and Daria Kalaniuk? Kalaniuk, who worked for a Soros-funded group in Ukraine. Black Ledger emanates from Ukraine, produced by a guy named Sergei Leshenko. Who immediately jumps to Sergei Leshenko's defense about the Black Ledger that John Solomon, Rudy Giuliani's buddy, was investigating? John was like, I'm not so sure this Black Ledger you're using to investigate Manafort is real. Who immediately jumps to the defense of Sergei Leshenko, who produced the Black Ledger. <laughs> Let's just go back to the New York Times. Here's a quote. It's a very vivid example of how political parties are financed in Ukraine. Said Daria N. Kaladiuk, the executive director of the Anti-Corruption Action Center in Kiev. It represents the very dirty cash economy in Ukraine. 
So let me, let's just tie that portion up there for a minute. Um, again, maybe Philip Bump will do some homework from the Washington Post. I'm sure the New York Times will be digging into this story. So Daria Kalaniuk, who runs Ant AC, Antec, this group in Ukraine, where there's a whole bunch of suspicious Obama-Biden activity going on. You can watch yesterday's show for all the deets on that. Kalaniuk runs this Soros-funded group. Mysteriously, out of Ukraine appears this black ledger alleging Trump's campaign guy was getting off-the-record payments totaling millions of dollars. The FBI uses it to go after it after Manafort and prosecute Manafort, the black ledger. Turns out we find out later the black ledger is fake. I'll get to that in a second. But who immediately jumps to defend the guy? George Soros' old buddy, Daria Kalaniuk from Ant AC, who jumps right in to defend the black ledger. It shows how the dirty money works in Ukraine. <laughs> So who exposed the black ledger that Kalaniuk seemed to defend and this guy Lashenko in Ukraine produced? Who exposed it and what exactly the scandal? The, folks, I don't think you understand how important the black ledger was. All you've heard about, many of you, is the dossier. Remember the dossier used to prosecute Trump? I would make the case to you that the dossier, the black ledger was just as important as the dossier for setting up the fake Russia hoax. And who agrees with me? Who exposed the black ledger? Our man, John Solomon at the Hill. Makes sense now why the FBI is reintroducing the Russia hoax stuff going after Solomon and Giuliani. I think they're really afraid John Durham knows this and this is all going to come out. Here's an article by the Hill. I encourage you to check out again. John Solomon from 2019. The FBI was warned early and often that the Manafort file, the ledger, might be fake. But they used it anyway. Dan, are you suggesting to me that the FBI prosecuted Paul Manafort based on a fake document? That's exactly what I'm suggesting to you. It's all in my book. Laid out. Laid out. Here, from the John Solomon piece. In search warrant affidavits, the FBI portrayed the Black Ledger as one reason it resurrected a criminal case against Manafort that was dropped in 2014 and needed search warrants in 2017 for bank records to prove he worked for the Russia-backed party of regions in Ukraine. There's just one problem. The FBI's public reliance on the ledger came months after the feds were warned, warned repeatedly that the document couldn't be trusted and likely was a fake, according to documents and more than a dozen interviews with knowledgeable sources. It was a fake. But Soros's gal, Daria Kalaniuk, doesn't appear to think it's a fake. She's backing the guy up who produced it. Soros's group, you know, in Ukraine that appeared on a do not prosecute list from our embassy. You better leave them alone. The Obama-Biden embassy over there in Ukraine, don't you prosecute Soros's group. So the FBI knew it was a fake and they went and investigated anyway. Now, this is where the story gets crazy. Remember my book, Follow the Money. They all know each other. Sorry to keep mentioning the book. I really I promise I'm not trying to sell you something. Go to a library and get it. It's really, it's not about the money. Don't follow the money to me. It is about the principle. This is all in there. These people all know each other. They were all connected. Follow the money trail. Not only was the FBI warned that the black ledger they used to prosecute Manafort was a fake, someone else told them it was a fake too. 
whose reputation that, of course, needs to be destroyed. Pay very close attention to this screenshot here from John Solomon's piece. Quote, Likewise, Manafort's Ukrainian business partner, Konstantin Kalimnik, <laughs> a regular informer for the State Department, told the U.S. government almost immediately after the New York Times wrote about the ledger in August of 2016 that the document was probably a fake. <laughs> Goes on. Manafort, quote, could not have possibly taken large amounts of cash across three borders. It was always a different arrangement. Payments were made in wire transfers to his companies, which is not a violation. Kalimnik wrote an email to a senior U.S. official on August 22nd, 2016. <laughs> Folks, this stuff is too good. This stuff is too good. So again, Ukrainian politician produces his black ledger. Soros's gal says, yeah, 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 backs it up. This is real. This is evidence here. We're good. Right? Soros' gal backs it up, Kalaniuk, right? A source for the Obama State Department, Konstantin Kalimnik, says, no, no, that's not real, that black ledger. You guys are using bogus documents to prosecute Manafort. And then Kalimnik, who's a source for the Obama State Department, after he says that, gets accused of being a Russian agent dealing with Paul Manafort. <laughs> and, you, and you suckers on the left fell for this. That's hilarious. How dopey you are to have fell for this. Kalimnik was beloved by the Obama administration. He was a source. It, it, you see the paperwork. The Obama State Department used Kalimnik. They loved him. And yet the minute Kalimnik tells John Solomon, hey, that stuff the FBI is using to prosecute Trump's campaign manager Manafort, that black ledger's fake. All of a sudden, Kalimnik's a dangerous Russian agent. Really, really odd coincidence, isn't it? Isn't that strange? Of course not. Philip Bump and others are just total suckers. I agree with the, some of the comments. Like, they're not really suckers. They're in on the whole thing. I mean, what's the other argument? You're either really dumb and you missed all of this, or two, you're not really dumb, which I don't think you are. You know it, and you just choose to ignore it to cover up for your, for your homies there. Now, how important was the black ledger that Kalimnik debunked and that George Soros's gal backed up? Well, let's go to quick screenshot number three from the Solomon piece. That's why Solomon has to go away, folks. Quote, three months later, the FBI went further in arguing probable cause for a search warrant for Manafort's bank records, citing a specific news article about the Black Ledger <laughs> as evidence Manafort was paid to perform U.S. lobbying work for the Ukrainians. Wow, that's the exact same charge they're trying to get Giuliani on, isn't it? And we're supposed to all believe them. That's what they just said, serving the search warrant with Giuliani. He was paid to do lobbying work for the Ukrainians. That's really, uh, I mean, what a mind bender that they tried the same thing on Manafort, except the documents they used to charge Manafort with the exact same crime, air quotes, were fake. Are the documents they're using to try and charge Giuliani real? I doubt it. I have zero. Absolutely zero faith in these people. Believe me, this story gets even better. So Sergei Lyshenko, who is a Ukrainian lawmaker who passed the fake black ledger or is alleged to have passed the fake black ledger to people in the FBI. The FBI then uses the fake documents to prosecute Manafort. Lyshenko has got an interesting history, too. 
Sorry, I just don't want to run over my, my cable here. Lashenko's got a fascinating history, too. Exposed by the great Chuck Ross, the Daily Caller. Remember Nellie Orr, wife of Bruce Orr, higher up in the Obama Justice Department? It's really convenient that Bruce Orr's wife, Nellie Orr, worked for Fusion GPS that put together the fake dossier on Trump, the correlate to the black ledger. Here's Nellie Orr. Nellie Orr said in testimony that her source for all the information she was putting together, that Fusion put together into the dossier and elsewhere, her source was a Ukrainian lawmaker. <laughs> who was that Ukrainian lawmaker who she claims was her source? Lashenko denies it, but Nellie Orr said this under oath. She says her source was Sergei Lashenko. The same guy Daria Kalaniuk Soros' gal backed up when he produced the fake Black Ledger. This is like a spy novel for idiots. If, if your IQ is about an 87, this would be a spy novel you write. The problem is you can't make this stuff up because if you did make it up, if you made this up and put it in a book, you would be like, this is a really stupid spy story because all these people sound like idiots. They didn't cover their tracks at all. So the same Ukrainian lawmaker who produced a fake document on Manafort is alleged to have been working with a company connected to the U.S. Justice Department through Nellie Orr that produced another fake document called the dossier. Why didn't they cover their tracks? The answer is they didn't think they needed to. They thought Hillary Clinton was going to win in 2016 and this would all go away. That's why it's a spy story for idiots. If you wrote this story, it was all fake. People would read it and go, these are real morons who ran this case. What a bunch of dopes. It gets better. I got another interesting angle for this. <laughs> Let me get to my uh, my third sponsor here today. Brickhouse Nutrition, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. This stuff is gold. I gave Guy some of this. Swears by it. He says it tastes great too. Not kidding. Had this conversation before the show and I'm messing with you. Brickhouse Nutrition. They have exciting news to share. Field of Greens is now available in lemon lime. Is this the lemon lime? Yeah, it is. This is brand new. I usually show you the one I already drank. Lemon lime. Field of Greens is unlike other superfoods. It uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. It's packed with antioxidants, can support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion, plus pre and probiotics. Here's the deal. Here's what's really special about this. Listen, folks, we all know you should be eating your fruits and vegetables, right? Does anybody not know that? You all know that. You're all super smart. But why don't we do it? They're hard to prepare. You got to go shopping for them. Some of us aren't good cooks like me. I'm terrible. My wife's a great cook, which is awesome. But this is different. Notice the back of the label. It says nutrition facts. You're like, okay, so what? You know what it doesn't say? Supplement facts. Because this is not a supplement. This is real, healthy fruits and vegetables ground up into a powder. Unlike other nutritional drinks, which rely on only one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. How do you get this stuff? I take it twice a day. It's Guy's new go-to. My wife, Paula, you know, loves it. She swears by it. You go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan at checkout. It's available in regular. That's my old favorite. I like regular. Wild berry, that's delicious too. And now lemon lime. You like it? You like the lemon lime? He swears by the lemon. That's him in the back. You can probably hear him through the, he likes the lemon lime. I, I'm an old school. I like the regular, but whatever you do, you, as long as you take it. I mix it sometimes in a little bit of green tea. Nice. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Check it out today.
you can we have to give you this one too. You can take this one too. He may be running out. All right, getting back to Kalania. So <laughs> just to go back to the beginning, I told you they're they're trying to cover this the, these people in the media, the deep state, sloppy state, whatever the hell you want to call it. They're trying to cover up the massive scandal that went on in Ukraine, where George Soros and George Soros funded groups are all at the center of it with the Obama administration. And this Daria Kalaniuk, who ran this group, Antac, funded by Soros, but was on a do not prosecute list, but then wanted Soros's political opponents and business opponents prosecuted, Dmitry Fertesh. You can listen to that on, I think it was Monday's show. They're at the center of it all. Kalaniuk's group, Antac, she's at the center of all this. The Russia hoax, the impeachment hoax. She backed up the guy who produced the Black Ledger. The Black Ledger guy was working with Fusion GPS, allegedly. Fusion GPS produces the dossier. These people all know each other. Here's another excerpt from my book I covered yesterday. It's important. It's about he who shall not be named, the whistleblower. Remember the whistleblower, the fake whistleblower for the impeachment hoax? I heard Donald Trump on a phone call. No, you didn't. You didn't hear anything. This is from my book. It's important because it relates to another story I'm going to show you in a minute. It says what's also true, and this is important, that according to White House logs, there's Daria Kalaniuk again visited the White House in December of 2015. While there, she met with the whistleblower, who was a CIA employee working on the National Security Council. She got meetings in the White House, too. How did Kalaniuk, how did Daria Kalaniuk, I worked at the White House, how the hell did a Daria Kalaniuk running a George Soros-funded group in Ukraine get into the White House? And what was she doing meeting with the whistleblower who made up the fake charge against Donald Trump about him and the quid pro quo with the Ukrainians? What was going on there? You want to see how they're all tied together? You ready for this one? So Kalaniuk meets with the whistleblower, he who shall not be named. Check out this older article by Kerry Pickett and Jerry Dunleavy. By the way, to Kerry Pickett, if you're watching my show, she texted me something a while ago. She has great reporting. I have like a really bad thing with my phone. I, you got to call me, reach out. Don't text me because I think I put your number accidentally on like a block list. I promise I didn't do it intentionally. I mass deleted emails. They asked me if I want to block. It's the most bizarre thing. I opened up an iPad. I had these texts from Kerry Pickett. I didn't see him on my phone, but she's great. She wrote this article to Washington. Where you're like, where'd that come from? GOP Congressman Louis Gohmert asked former Ukraine minister about the whistleblower. Why does this story matter? Louis Gohmert, who's a real um, Pelotas buster, let's say. Uh, I mean that in a good way. Uh, he doesn't accept no for an answer. Good GOP Congressman. Louis Gohmert was at a hearing a while ago and was talking to this woman who had a connection to the whole Ukraine debacle. And Louis Gohmert started asking questions for this woman. Hey, did you know about this stuff that was going on in Ukraine? The Democrats went wild. They started screaming, Ethica's passing there, because that's all they have, because they're so terrified of the Soros connection in Ukraine coming to fruition. So what did, uh, what did, what did Louis Gohmert talk about that drove them so crazy? Gohmert cited an April 2016 meeting at this restaurant close to the White House between the whistleblower, another White House official, and a Ukrainian parliamentarian, Olga Bilkova. A Foreign Agents Registration Act filing shows that the meeting was arranged by Doug Schoen, a longtime Hillary Clinton ally and registered foreign lobbyist for Ukrainian billionaire Viktor Pinchuk. Donated heavy to the Clintons, by the way. That same day, Doug Schoen arranged for Bilkova to meet with David Kramer. You know, John McCain's guy? 
who flew to Britain to meet with Christopher Steele, author of the dossier. Awfully strange, huh? That Kalani, Soros's guy over in Ukraine, is meeting with the same whistleblower who's meeting with other Ukrainian parliamentarians who then are meeting with David Kramer, McCain's guy, and all promoting the same Trump fairy tales. Really strange how they all know each other. Isn't that awfully odd? How that always seems to happen? What's our last one today? I never write in a second headspace. There you go. Don't want to forget that. Don't you think that's a little strange, folks? That's why I titled again my book, Follow the Money. Let me just wrap this up. For a moment. I'm going to get to some other stuff, too. It's important. Arizona and what's going on with these school boards. Rudy Giuliani and John Solomon know about all of this. And it's awfully strange that the same BS charges that were lobbed against Paul Manafort using the fake black ledger. He's lobbying for Ukraine. Do you notice that's the exact same charge being lobbed at Rudy Giuliani right now? Why? Because Giuliani was the only one with Solomon who had the guts to expose this story of key Ukrainians in the Ukrainian government colluding with Soros' group to push fake fairy tales about Donald Trump through the whistleblower, through Fusion GPS, and through the Black Ledger. They all know each other. All of them. All right, moving on. So, um... You know, I know we've had a lot of bad news over the last few months. I, again, I don't, I don't ever want to run from that. I, I see it. I read your emails. People are, I think they're starting to come around a little bit. People are ready to, you know, to, to, to get up off the mat, dust off, and get back in the fight. I understand. Believe me, I understand. I, I get it. I've run for office myself, proudly. Didn't win. Proud to have done it. I don't run from it at all. I mean, I love when liberals say, you ran for office and lost. I'm like, really? You didn't have the guts to do any of that. So what are you, you sat in the ring and screamed from the sidelines, throwing popcorn. I'm proud to have done it, but losing stinks. I know, believe me, I've been there. It's horrible. Um, I mean, I'm not even that 20 and the 2020 election, given what happened with all the election changes, people are obviously ticked off. A lot of people feel like losing. Well, that's all BS. I get it. I get why you're upset, but we are going to have to fight. We can't learn to be helpless like uh, Seligman's experiments. We can't do that. So here's some good news. People have had enough, especially parents who are getting awfully tired of sending kindergartners to school with a face diaper on their face that does absolutely nothing to prevent those kids from contacting or contracting this coronavirus. They're tired of it. And it goes back to my beach ball hypothesis. That the longer you try to push the beach ball underwater, your arms eventually get tired and the beach ball eventually explodes through the surface. You can't keep people under lockdown forever. You can't. You want to wear a mask, do your thing. I Really, I have no problem. I'm a freedom lover, unlike liberals. If you choose to wear a mask, the deuce, the double mask, the trifecta, the three masks, go ahead. Knock yourself out. Have a good time. I actually believe in freedom. But demanding kids with very little evidence that this infection spreads among you, wear these masks all day in school, which interrupts their breathing patterns. You saw that woman pass out at that track meet wearing a mask while running a race. How ridiculous is that? It's insane. And parents have had enough. You doubt me? Let's play video number one. Here is an absolute revolt. You may have seen this in Arizona at a school board meeting 
Um, this was about, I don't know, two weeks ago. The school board meeting, the parents had had enough. They vote out the whole school board. The school board resigns in mass and they swear in a new school board right away who are done with this whole mask mandate with kids. Check this video out. Uh, our radio listeners, you can listen to the back. And this is really good. Check this out. That's four. Five. If they've all quit, we're hearing they've all quit. Who's, who's That's four. Oh, you were nominated. We didn't vote on you. Okay. Okay. We didn't vote on her. Okay, someone needs, so she has to be nominated. I nominated Tiffany Sanders. I seconded. Seconded? Okay. All in favor of Tiffany? Aye! Opposed? All right, full name? Tiffany Sanders. All right, so that's five. They've all been elected based on a Robert's Rules of Order. You know, folks, one of the... One of the guys I've been reading, one of the authors I've read, you probably heard him, Jordan Peterson. I, I like a lot of his work. Don't agree with everything, but I, I like a lot of Jordan Peterson. He's been through a lot of personal struggles. And Jordan Peterson talks about this thing. And whether, I, I don't think he's talking about politics, but I am. He mentions this concept of, you know, if you really want to change the world, we have to make our own beds first. I've argued to you repeatedly that the do matters. Action matters. Doing matters. Talk is cheap. It's great. Talk is great because it motivates the do. But if you hear talk and you give speeches and you don't do stuff, Nothing else is going to have to do, Matt. You have to do something. That something doesn't have to be one fell swoop, change the world tomorrow. To change the world, we should make our own beds first. I take that to mean, he doesn't get very political, but I do. You want to fix this? We got to start working on our own towns first and then expand out. These people in Arizona had enough. Whole school board, out. Goodbye. See you later. New one sworn in right away. Say, Dan, all right. Good news, but it only happened there. Did it? Here's a situation from Utah. I think it happened last night or the night before. They had another school board meeting in Utah. Well, they wanted to diaper face up the kids too. Parents had about enough of that one. Here's what happened in Utah after that one. Check this out. We're actually going to close. You haven't signed up, ma'am. We're going to close citizen. You let a senator come up here and speak in the name of my children who you guys are abusing? Are you serious? We've had our citizen participation. We're going to follow. We have that. I move that we adjourn this meeting. It begins, but it always begins locally. Sometimes we got to make our own beds first in our own room. It's happening. I don't want you to wake up every morning depressed that the world is going to burn. Listen, it may. (laughs) It may. Things are bad. But it may not. And there's a pretty good chance it may not. And it may not because people are making their own beds in their own room and cleaning up their towns. Well, that's not it. There's another one. You may have missed this story in South Lake, Texas. This is from a couple weeks ago. New York Post. 
Opponents of critical race theory, I'm just going to start calling it critical racism theory because it's racist. Opponents of critical racism theory win Texas school board election. This is from South Lake, Texas, where they booted every one of these critical racism theory supporters out and voted in new people that promote equality, judging people by their character, things we used to all believe in. Folks, there are good things happening. And the best way to get good things to happen is to make our own beds locally first. Doesn't mean we can't fight the national stuff. I just covered a big, huge international issue with George Soros. We can keep the heat on. But with people like Ron DeSantis and this growing crop of young leaders now being energized and marshaled together to fight this common cause against coronavirus-induced tyranny, critical racism theory, We're energizing another generation of leaders right now that's going to make for a solid bench for the conservative movement in the future. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. On the other side of this, I got an Arizona uh, election audit update for you. Interesting. They are still freaking out about this. And we've got our Ron DeSantis strikes again segment. Guy is putting together a little graphic for us because there's so much Ron DeSantis good news. We need a special graphic. He didn't ask us to do it, DeSantis. Guy took the initiative on himself. I'm a big believer in initiative. Taking it. He's all about the initiative on us. He's like, I think we need a Ron De- or Desnatus, as we call him after CPAC spelled the same. Desnatus strikes again. Our, our final sponsor. Whew. These are my guys. If people keep telling you, like they tell me, seriously, try meditation. And you're like, when? How? What's the time for that? I've got the solution for you. Headspace. This really works. I can tell because my fitness tracker ring thing here after headspace everything goes down resting home tranquilo headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research listen i don't mess around my sponsors i only take on sponsors i use and i believe in okay i just want you to know that it's legit here so whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. You overwhelmed? Me a lot. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. You need some help falling asleep? It's me just about every night. Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and just increase your overall sense of well-being. My experience has been amazing. Again, backed up by the physiological data. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. You got to scroll that thing for us. <laughs> Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you and your schedule anytime, anywhere. Hey, you deserve to feel happier. Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino. That's headspace.com slash Bongino. Try this out. It's a free one month trial. Try it out. You'll get Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. It's the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Bongino. Go today. Check it out. All right. So an Arizona audit update. Folks, they are freaking out in Arizona, the Democrats, over this audit of the uh, 2020 election. Why? Again, why are you freaking out? If you have nothing to worry about and you believe everything was on the up and up, then wouldn't you want a nice, solid, well-done audit of everything that happened? Even better, right? 
They don't want any of this. Nothing. They are in such a panic about this audit. Again, what do you freak out about the most? That tells me what you're trying to hide. Just like they're freaking out about Giuliani, they're freaking out about the Arizona audit. Here's their Democratic Secretary of State. Not Democrat, Democrat. There's nothing Democratic about it. Arizona Secretary of State unveils a list of concerns about Maricopa County 2020 election audit. Listen to this. So now that they've tried suing, they've tried the media, and they've tried everything else to stop this audit, where do they go to now? Check out this screenshot. Hobbs, who's the secretary of state, who's a Democrat, is going to discuss the audit with the Biden Justice Department Civil Rights Division today, Thursday. It later emerged that the uh, the DOJ, excuse me, Civil Rights Division wrote a letter to Fan on Tuesday, also raising concerns about the audit and asking for a response on steps being taken to ensure that federal laws are not being violated. Folks, if you're not worried about the results of the audit, then why are you worried about the results of the audit? Fair question, right? Why are they freaking out? I don't have that answer yet because I don't have the results of the audit. Neither do you. It's not done yet. But why are they panicking so much? Why are they so worried about what an independent group is doing to audit the results of the election? If it was all fair and square, what's the problem? We're just asking questions, right? Liberals hate when you do that, by the way. They've written articles about how we shouldn't be asking questions anymore because they don't in the media. They just regurgitate left-wing talking about George Soros, a great guy. Rudy Giuliani, bad. Rudy smells. We don't like Rudy. That's the extent of media coverage today. But it's a serious question. I don't have the results. Maybe the results come back and they determine everything in Arizona was legit. Okay, great. No one wants a you know a, 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 an election result that's not accurate. Nobody. Why would you want that? but that they're panicking and freaking out and now begging the Biden Justice Department to step in should tell you something's rotten in the state of Denmark. All right, let's wrap the show up today with our friend Ron DeSantis again. DeSantis strikes again. This is a section of the show. We're not only going to call DeSantis strikes again, we're going to call Pelotas for reasons our Spanish speakers in the audience can probably figure out. I love this guy. The reason the left hates this guy is because he simply will not back down. Matter of fact, the more they try to squeeze DeSantis into doing things they want, you know, taking away more of your money, screwing up the schools, enacting a tyrannical police state. When DeSantis doesn't do that and does the whole freedom thing, the left really hates it. So they push even hard. They hate Ron DeSantis. Why? Because he's just done with their BS. He signed another bill this morning cleaning up the elections in Florida. And then yesterday, despite this push by the maniac, radical, lunatic leftist, the chaos machine left to defund the police, DeSantis did this yesterday in response to defunding the police. Check this out. I asked the legislature in this legislative session, we need to do bonuses uh, for law enforcement. Someone defund... Some want to defund the police. We're funding the police and then some. DeSantis wants to give bonuses to patriotic, heroic law enforcement folks who put themselves between you and the line of fire every day. Good for him. Maybe it'll attract a lot of the best cops to Florida where we're getting the best talent, the best people, a whole bunch of money, construction everywhere. The state's economy is exploding and it's getting more conservative over time. I just ask you one favor. If you were liberal, If you are liberal, let me say this a third time. 
because I get hate mail sometimes from conservatives who don't hear what I'm saying. I'm not talking to you. If you're a conservative, you can tune this out. If you are a liberal, again, if you are a liberal in a northern state or a liberal state, again, if you are a liberal, please do not move down here. Please. I'm begging you. If you're a conservative from New York, come on down. We love you. That's why the state's turning more conservative. Conservatives from New York, a lot of them are moving down here. Believe me, I live in Martin County. I see it. If you are a liberal from New York, Illinois, California, please don't come here. I can't tell you what to do. It's a free country. I'm asking you for a personal favor. You hate me. I see it on Twitter. You send me the death threats and the nasty grims. Why would you want to live near people like me? They're all like me. Don't come down here. Please stay out. I'm asking you a personal favor. You obviously hate my guts. Why would you want to live near me or others like me? Please, please stay up in New York. Conservatives in New York, come on down. We'd love to see you. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. Big launch of the radio show coming in. What are we in? May 6th, May 24th. It's right around the corner. Call your local radio stations, please. Email them. Tweet them, Facebook them, parlor them. They would, but Parler's been down. Don't ask me why. Again, haven't been involved in forever. But send them a message asking them if they're going to run the Dan Bongino radio show. Launching May 24th around the country, 12 noon to 3 p. I'd really appreciate your support. Thanks so much for tuning in, folks. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.